Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another Victory Monday edition of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V in Lions, right here on the Believe Network. I'm your host, as always, Jack Kavanaugh, and I am joined by a man who had a couple interceptions for the Detroit Lions like we saw yesterday, a man who had a couple wins for the Detroit Lions, all-pro safety, Glover Quinn. Yes, sir. Victory Monday. Love it. No better feeling than Victory Monday, except maybe a Victory Friday. I'll put them in on the same level, but Victory Monday just feels so good. Oh, yeah. It feels great, man. I mean, for the fans, it feels great. For players, it feels great. You know, to go out on Sunday and play, execute a plan that you've worked on all week, and to get the reward of a victory, it's nothing like it. And I know some teams across the NFL will say, okay, we had such a good game, Monday's off, and we're not going to practice Monday. I haven't heard that from the Detroit Lions once this year. Is that something that's common in the NFL, or is it just a couple teams that do that? Well, I mean, sometimes people have different ways of doing it, right? So when you're on a winning team and you're establishing winning ways, you don't do it this early in the season. You know, I don't know when the Lions bye week is. I think they got – but Baltimore didn't get a buy. Baltimore so, Raiders then the buy. Yeah, so they're probably grinding it out, right? We're on a stretch right now. Let's just keep grinding this thing out, keep our head down. And then the second half of the season, you know, once you start getting late during this season, you know, then you'll probably start doing it. Giving them a Monday off when you, you know, when you have a win. And then you play on some teams who don't win very much. So then when they finally get a win, if it's if it's like week five. Yay, Monday off, yada, yada, yada. It's kind of like a, what you, like a, you know, kind of like a little perk, I guess, for winning. But um, when you win and, you know, the Lions, they've been on the roll. They got a perfect bye week, look like it'll be right at week nine or something like that, week eight, week nine. Hey, let's grind out this first half for the season, see if we can, you know, get to six, seven, eight wins, seven wins. I mean, we have, what, five right now? So they can get to six and seven wins, see if we can go into the bye week seven and one. And then we'll start, you know, seeing what we have to deal with the second half of the season. But I think right now they got their head down grinding. And this is something we've talked about, grinding your way to be five and one heading into Baltimore, a team that has always caused the Ravens to struggle. But we'll get to that later. The The Lions right now. Five and one coming off a big victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 20 to six in against the creamsicle Buccaneers as well. What'd you think of those creamsicle uniforms? I mean, the uniforms are sick, but they didn't have any energy to, <laughs> to go along with it. So, you know, I mean, I remember when I was in Houston and we used to play in our battle red, like it was just a different energy when we played in that battle red. Right. And then when I was in Detroit, when we first got the color rush and we had the all gold, the all silver kind of jerseys, it was just a different energy that we had that you played with. And I didn't see, uh, didn't seem like Tampa had any kind of extra energy having on the cream circle unis. I didn't see it, but the jerseys are sick. Great jerseys, but yeah, the energy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it was flat and probably partially due to the fact that the Detroit Lions again took over another opposing stadium. The Lions just travel so well this year. The fans are just taking over. 
Well, I mean, you probably got a little bit of both, right? Your fans are traveling, but you probably just got a bunch of people that are from Detroit. Detroit's a cold place, but so that's probably a bunch of people that are from Detroit that maybe live in a lot of these places already. They've just been hibernating because the Lions haven't been winning. And now that the Lions are winning, now you see them coming to a stadium near you, you're coming out. And yes, they are traveling well, and they, they, they've been showing up and taking over these stadiums. But I'm pretty sure we got a lot of fans that live in in Tampa. I mean, I run into fans all the time in, in Houston. It's just now they're winning, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And so they're popping out. Keep popping out. Bet Online is your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. It really is a beautiful thing seeing all these Lions fans popping out. And they're not going to be going anywhere anytime soon. They're going to be making their voices known for a while now because the Lions are the best team in the NFL. The records show it. Five and one. Now they're tied for the best record in the NFL. Tied for the best team in the NFL with the Eagles, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and the Chiefs. But Eagles just lost to the Jets. Niners just lost to the Cleveland Browns. Are the Lions the best team in the NFC? Hey, you know what? I, 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 it's 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 hard not to rank them up there. I put it like that. I think they are probably one of the most well-rounded teams. I mean, I think yesterday you saw you saw Christian McCaffrey go out for San Francisco. You saw Debo Samuel go out, and their offense was totally different, right? They 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 and and Cleveland's defense is pretty good, but if you're the best team in the league you should still be able to generate something. And they couldn't really generate anything. I mean, we've seen the Lions play without Jameer Gibbs, without Amon Rossane Brown, and still put up 42 points. And I get it, it was against Carolina, but at the end of the day, it's still NFL football, and you put up 42 points without two of your offensive weapons. So defensively, the Lions have been playing great. Um, they held Patrick Mahomes to 20 points. Um, didn't play great against Seattle. We already know that. But I think for the most part, they've been playing great. Um, you know, they probably don't come off with the, I guess, what it looks like from a San Francisco 49ers defense. We talk about how physical San Francisco 49ers are and this and that and the turnovers. But the Lions have been creating turnovers. They've been playing physical. They've been playing really good team defense. So I don't think nationally they'll give the Lions the credit defensively from my eye standpoint, but I think they've been playing just as good defensively. And I think offensively they can stick with anybody in the league. So I don't know if you rank them number one right now, but I wouldn't rank them out of my top three or four. And a lot of people, of course, will hesitate to put the Lions at one just because they're the Lions and people don't believe them. But you have to put them in that conversation. And we're already starting to see it with the players. We're starting to see a little feud brewing with the San Francisco 49ers. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson 
He says he's coming back for the playoffs. He's showing off the torn pec, the healed, surgically repaired pec, says he's returning. And now he's starting to feud with Debo Samuel on social media. I don't know if you saw before the Browns game against the 49ers, there was a little bit of a brawl. Debo Samuel getting in there. Trent Williams coming in as well. And CJ says, hey, when you face us in the playoffs, you're not going to have Trent there to protect you. You're going to be one-on-one with me, and I'm going to let you feel it once again. <laughs> you know, that's funny, man. And, and you know, CJ is a talker. And, I mean, hey. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. You know, I mean, I feel like, you know, you, you talk, and that's what CJ likes to do to get himself going. Um, you know, if your team responds, how they should respond. And, you know, you back it up, then it's all good. But I mean, the playoffs is a long, long way from now, long time from now. So um, let's just try to let's just try to get another win next week against uh against Baltimore, and then we'll see how it, how how it turns out in the playoffs. Yeah, it feels like it's a little bit of an extension of the feud that the Eagles have with the 49ers. But hey. I'm all right with it. That's just what CJ is going to do. And the fact that he is ready, willing, and apparently able to return for the playoffs, that just gets me excited. And the fact that we will have that kind of edge returning to the defense, a defense that played pretty well yesterday, all things considered quiet game from Aiden Hutchinson, but a bunch of other players stepped up nine passes defended two from Alex Anzalone, two from Kirby Joseph, Tracy Walker, Cam Sutton, Julian Aquara, and Isaiah Bugs with the pass defended. And I don't know about you, but I was a little bit worried when Chris Godwin at the very beginning of the game caught a big play. And then after that, he really quieted down only 77 yards on the day. Yeah, I thought the last secondary did a pretty good job of holding up against those guys. Um, you know, two good receivers and Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin. Um, but I think you know, that being said, that that shows the importance of a guy like a Sam Laporta. You know, you don't have a tight end or somebody else that you can kind of, you know, alleviate some of that stress off of some of those eyeballs. Then just makes it more difficult. You know, I mean, you really only got to contend against a Mike Evans who's in your 12. You're not really worried about him beating you over the top outside of maybe some kind of double move because, you know, he's not going to run past you like he used to could. Um, Chris Godwin's turned more into a good possession wide receiver as well. And so when you don't have a tight end to, 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 you know, take some of those eyes, you can really compress those guys. And I thought the Lions did a good job with that. Baker Mayfield being a shorter quarterback, they did a good job of getting their hands up in the, in the passing lane, some of the D linemen, and, you know, they were able to get an interception early in the game off a tip ball. Um, so I just thought they did a good job defensively. Um, making the plays that they had to make. And, you know, for Aiden, I mean, you look for games where, you know, like you say, you can have a quiet day and your defense still play the way that they play. That's just a great sign um, that, hey, man, even if we don't have our top guy, you know, making all types of noise on the stat sheet, we still can hold a team who's a three and one football team at the time, we hold them to six points on the road. I think that was a good showing by the defense. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. 
And two of 12 on third down. Third downs make all of the difference, and the Buccaneers just couldn't get anything going on third. Only two conversions on 12 attempts, and they couldn't get anything going in the run game as well. We talked with the Believe Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, and they thought that the Bucs would stick to the run. 16 carries, 46 yards, just didn't get anything going. The Lions are just shutting everyone down on the run, putting more pressure on Baker Mayfield, and it just didn't pan out. Right, they did a good job of stopping the run. And, I mean, the game was relatively close for the most part, so Tampa never really had a, a reason to abandon the run. They just couldn't get anything going in the run game. And, like you say, being 2 or 12 on third downs, you know, the Lions are getting those guys in the third down situations, stopping the run on first down, you know, short passes or incompletions on second down. Now you're in third down situations and the Lions were executing and getting off the field, and, and Tampa couldn't. Like I say, I just never felt any energy or fire or anything from Tampa. They came off of the bye week, and I just didn't feel any excitement, any fire, or any of those things. And sometimes you have stuff like that. And, like, I don't know how Mike Evans is in the locker room or how he is at practice, but sometimes, you know, you have situations where, um, you know, you don't re-sign a player or you, you, you say you're not going to re-sign a player or whatever, he's, whatever reason you have it. And then as time go on, their, their energy, their demeanor, it just kind of brings down the energy and excitement for the team because you're not showing super excitement to play there because you know this is my last time there. So instead of them, you know, enjoying every part of it, they kind of have a, a negative energy. And sometimes that permeates throughout the team. And I just didn't really see any fire or energy or anything from Tampa yesterday. You know, the only person that showed any kind of fire that I really saw was Levante David. He was having a good day uh, matching up against Sam Laporta. He made some good plays, especially for him to be in year 12 of his career. But he was the only person that seemed like had any fire to me yesterday. I didn't really see anything from Baker, any excitement. And I was traveling, watching the game at the same time, but I still didn't feel it. Uh, from the commentators or anybody. Yeah, it was a flat game, at least from the Buccaneers. The Lions seemed to have all sorts of energy. They came out rip-roaring, ready to go. And it was close, but like you said, the lack of energy kind of made it feel as though, okay, it's close, the score is close, it's, we're only winning 10-6, but eh, Lions have it in the bag. Lions are going to win this. And sure enough, like you said, Sam Laporta, he had a tough matchup with Levante David. Only four receptions on 11 targets. Caught basically a third of his targets, only 36 yards. And he's making plays in the run game, too. Nothing on the ground. 22 carries, 40 yards from the Lions running backs. David Montgomery obviously leaves the game. But even before that, he had six carries, only 2.3 yards a carry. Just nothing going for this ground attack and the tight ends, thanks to Levante David. Yeah, I thought Levante David played great. I, I really did. I thought he played great. Um, and I think that's a good matchup for Sam Laporta early in his career. You know, you need to go against those guys. You need to learn how to go against the guys because if you're going to be a guy in this league, then teams are going to put guys on you. And so, you know, you're not going to be wide open all the time. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to make tough, contested catches. You're going to have to become a good route runner. Because some of these linebackers and some of these safeties, these guys can cover. They know how to play the game. And Levante Davis showed that yesterday. He knows how to play the game. He was able to be effective in the run game, the pass game. I mean, he came out of that game looking like a linebacker in his prime, you know. 
I mean, the whole a rookie tight end, you know, who's that means he's young and running to hold him to four catches on 11 targets. I mean, I think that's incredible. I mean, having pass breakups, I saw um, down the field pass breakups, like that's that's really good. And then to come back in to the run game and be as effective as he was, I thought Levante David played the best out of all of them on that Tampa defense yesterday. But look, unfortunately, he didn't really get any help from anybody else that I that I really saw. And that was the problem for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is, okay, we're great shutting you down in the run game. You're not getting anything going with Sam Laporta, your security blanket. Oh, okay. Lions are just going to pivot and we're going to see career high 12 receptions from Amon Ross St. Brown over 120 yards, a touchdown. And did you see the block on that touchdown? Craig Reynolds proven that he deserves a roster spot and deserves potentially more carries with that just devastating block. Yeah, that's a big time play. It's a good effort play. And that just shows you the difference in like good teams because on bad teams, that running back is not hustling down there to make that block for a wide receiver. He's sitting back watching, probably pointing, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not hustling down there to be a part of the play. And so for Craig Reynolds to be hustling down there to be a part of the play and to, to make that block to spring you for your first touchdown, that's huge. And, you know, that's what you get from a guy He's your third, probably even fourth running back. But due to injuries, he's had to come up and play. But they like him. They like those intangibles about him. They like what he can bring to them. And, you know, that right there was a great example as to how you can see what, what, why guys are on the roster, right? Plays like that is why certain guys make the roster. And you just can't you, – you, you, it's hard to have a good team without guys – willing to play like that no block no rock as dan campbell likes to put it and <laughs> potentially unfortunately he's going to end up with more touches of the rock because david montgomery injured he has some rib injury we don't know if it's broken or just bruised but he could end up missing some time jameer gibbs still banged up but craig reynolds fills in pretty admirably making plays like that and we talked about no block, no rock last week when it came to Jamison Williams. He didn't have a great day as a receiver, but had that great block to spring David Montgomery. Comes back this week and catches that deep ball that we wanted to see. Now, defense have to respect him. Right. And, you know, he, he, he did make that nice play. Great catch. I thought Tampa's defense, I don't know what those guys were doing. I don't know how they tried to play that. That was awful. There's no way that backside safety is going to get over there and be able to, you know, catch up to Jamison Williams like that. Um, but, hey, it's a great play. He had dropped the previous pass um, that I felt like he probably could have caught. He dropped it, and it came right back to him and threw the deep ball, and he was able to catch it, uh, circus grab um, for a touchdown. And so when you can start putting those things on film, teams have to respect it. Teams have to respect it. And it's funny because I was talking to my brother-in-law as I'm watching the game, and it was that play right before uh, – I think it might have been right before the fourth quarter. Um, the Lions had got a penalty, I think, against Tampa. And so now it's first and five, but then the quarter ran out at the end of the third quarter. And so I'm talking to my brother-in-law, and I'm like, all right, this is a situation right here. The Lions have a, basically a timeout, right? You got to end of the quarter. So now they're in the huddle talking about something. You got to be alert right now for the Lions to come out and do some kind of shot because it's first and five. 
you know, we have opportunity to talk about what we want to do over the timeout break. We're in striking distance already, kind of. It's a situation for us to put the dagger in you guys. And I was like, and I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and throw through some kind of deep shot to Jamison Williams, clearing out the defense and find Amon Ross St. Brown or Sam Laporta underneath. And that's exactly what they did. They came right out. They run Jamison Williams deep through the middle to take those safeties. And Amon Rock St. Brown catches a pass with 20 yards and there's nobody in sight. But that's 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 understanding the game, how the game is going to be played. And sometimes, you know, you need that that perspective on the sidelines. So, like, when I was playing, those are some of the little intangible things that will be coming out of my mouth at during that moment. Hey guys, this is what they're gonna try to do. Let's be alert for this. Let's be alert for that. We know, hey, this is a perfect time for this or that. And so we try not to get beat on those things. And so in that situation, I'm pretty sure we would have had Slay, you know, squeezing Amon Ross St. Brown and I would have been running deep with Jamison Williams and we would have got out of that. But the Lions executed, Tampa didn't. It was a big play for the Detroit Lions to start the fourth quarter. And that's the difference between a younger secondary like the Buccaneers have, like we saw from the Lions last year, and having a veteran in the room, a guy like a Glover Quinn, who knows what he's doing and can say, okay, this is what what's coming. This is how we protect against it. And the Buccaneers just didn't. And so Jamison Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown both end up embarrassing them. Did you get a little bit stressed out on the Jamison Williams touchdown when he looks over the one shoulder and then swips, flips sides once again? Because at that moment, I'm thinking, all right, well, it's another incomplete pass. Oh, goodness, this is going to be bad. And then he comes up with it. Yeah, I, I definitely was. I, I didn't think it was going to end like it did. Um, I, I I didn't, you know. I thought he wasn't going to be able to find the ball. Um, and then it would have turned into standing at the last minute and then having another drop. Um, but it didn't. It ended up going good for him. Seeing the ball, making the adjustment, catching a contested catch with the DB on him like that right there. So it, it ended up great. But, yes, I was definitely stressing for a moment when I saw the ball in the air and I saw him twisting and turning. It's just one of those, oh, no, the poor kid. What, what's what's Twitter and the media going to say? They're going to flame this guy. Oh, no, it's a touchdown. And Goff admits after the game, hey, yeah, I, I kind of underthrew that. I think they're still getting on the same page. They still haven't practiced a ton together. But just the fact that defenses now have to respect Jamison Williams, oftentimes going to have to cheat an extra safety over there. That's just going to help the run game, help him on Ross St. Brown. It's just exactly what we needed to see. Yeah, is is that it's only gonna help them in the long run, and of course, Jared Goff could have put that ball in the corner of the end zone, and Jamison Williams would have ran uh, to get that. But you know, under throwing it like that, you're gonna get one or two things. You're either gonna get the pass interference because the DB is chasing out of control, or you're gonna get the catch. And so they got the catch, and it was a good good play, good confidence booster for Jamison, and it's just great to see him get back in the end zone. Love to see it. Just love this performance up for the Detroit Lions against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Any final thoughts on the matchup against Tampa? Anything you saw or just kind of a flat game where the Lions took care of business? Well, I thought it was a flat game from Tampa, but I thought the Lions did exactly what they needed to do. They went on the road. The defense traveled with them. The offense traveled with them. They did just enough offensively to control the game. You know, they had a tough time running the ball. 
but they never really had to abandon it. So they kept it going, kept it going, and opened up some play action passes for him down deeper in the game. Jared Goff made some throws that, you know, he showed that, hey, if the running game isn't going the way we want it to go, I still can make plays. I still can throw the ball. And that's really what you want to happen. We saw with the 49ers, their offense kind of got stagnated when they lost some of their stars. The Lions just continue to step up when guys are not having great days or guys just go down. So I was really impressed with what I saw from the Lions going on the road, playing against a three and one tough, physical NFC football team and getting away like that. They showed that they were tougher and they could execute on the road. And so that was big to see because you're going to have to go on the road to win some big games. And if you don't get the number one seed, you're going to have to go on the road at least one time in the playoffs anyway. So that was good to see. The Lions just meeting expectations at every single opportunity. Ever since that loss to the Seattle Seahawks, just took care of business against the Falcons, looked great. Blew out the Green Bay Packers, looked great. Blow out the Panthers, looked great. Now it's not quite a blowout against the Buccaneers, but it is a strong win. Five and one heading into Baltimore, a team that the Lions are one in five against all time. Weird that they've only played six times ever since 1998, but the Ravens have only been a team since then. Last time they faced, they lose 19 to 17. Justin Tucker with a 66 yard field goal, a record setter to win the game. Time before that, they played in Detroit, another 61 yarder from Justin Tucker to win the game. What do you think about the Baltimore Ravens versus the Detroit Lions? Well, I think those times that they won, I think both of those times were in Detroit and, and Justin Tucker was the field goal magnet. I was a part of that game where he kicked the 61-yard. I think he had four field goals that game. I don't think they had an offensive touchdown. I think he kicked all field goals that game, and he kicked the 61-yarder to beat us on. I think it was a Monday night game. Uh, it was 2013 in Detroit. I was a part of that game. The 66-yarder, I wasn't a part of that, but I was watching it. And my brother-in-law is a Ravens fan, and I had to hear about it. And so hopefully those both two games happened in Detroit, on turf, inside, and Justin Tucker had the opportunity to make that. Now we're going to be in Baltimore, on the grass, outside. 66-yard field goal is not going to happen in Baltimore. And the Lions are going to go and take care of business once again on the road. Absolutely. The Lions just continue to impress and continue to meet expectations. And the Ravens, it's going to be a challenge, but the Ravens have been vulnerable over the past couple of weekends. The offense is struggling. The defense has degraded over the past couple seasons. So this is a good matchup and a prime opportunity for the Lions to head to six and one heading into Monday night football against the Las Vegas Raiders and the bye. But until we get to all of that, any final thoughts on the NFL, the Lions, the Ravens, or just football in general? Well, hey, we got the Ravens next week in Baltimore. Then we got Lions homecoming up, coming up October the 29th. I think it is October 30th, whatever it is. Monday Night Football against the Ravens is the Lions homecoming. I will be in the building. So, Ooh. hey, man, get your tickets for that game. It's going to be a great one. But let's take care of Baltimore first and move on to 6-1. and one. And then we'll see you guys back and forth field. Go take care of business against the Baltimore Ravens. Go and get your tickets to go see Glover Quinn. Watch the Lions against the Las Vegas Raiders. But until then, we will see you next time.
Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.